Hi, my name's Sam Adams and thank you for listening to my podcast. It starts with you. This podcast is about mindset. It's about personal development and ultimately that we are 100% responsible for pretty much everything in our lives. And nothing happens until we decide, we choose and we make a decision and pull the trigger to get things started. Look, when I listen to that and I think about that, it starts with you. It can seem a bit harsh, especially in hard times when it can be quite daunting and overwhelming to think that we are 100% responsible. But it's a good thing. It empowers us and it puts us in control. And part of the idea of this podcast is to help you with that. In this podcast, I'll interview some great human beings, business owners from all walks of life who will share their stories and their journeys and what It All Starts With You means to them. Hi everybody, uh, it's Sam Adams here with you today. I am recording a podcast with the lovely Simone Vicente. How do I say your surname? Uh, Vincenzi. Vincenzi. Vincenzi, <laughs> yes. As you can probably tell from the accent, everyone that's listening, um, Vincen- Simone Vincenzi is Italian, correct? 100%. 100%, 100% Italian, yes. 100% Italian. So, I mean, I know you. And I know a little bit about you and obviously having met you as well, but obviously the people listening won't be maybe so aware of who you are. Um, and rather than me kind of list out your exploits and who you are, maybe you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, Simone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, thank you very much for having me on the show. Um, pleasure to be here I'm really honored that you said yes quite frankly <laughs> uh is this great i love i love doing podcast interviews so <laughs> i absolutely love it and um uh, i don't take for granted everyone who's listening so thank you for listening as well um uh, regarding the a uh, bit of my background uh, um, we run uh, three companies at gtex um one we help uh, experts to become authorities in their field uh, then we run a sales training company for recruitment agencies and also we invest in small businesses, particularly in the recruitment space to help them grow and sell. Um, I take care mainly on the side uh, on the turning experts into authorities uh, um, yeah. where we run uh, like more than 200 events every single year, <laughs> trainings, uh, online courses and so on. And uh, I write for Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, Huffington Post. Um, in particular, because I'm, I'm passionate about uh, business and I'm passionate about uh, giving people a voice. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I'm passionate about it is because uh, um, I believe that everyone has uh, something that uh, they can be known for. Yeah. Is something that is something that they can do to impact others. Uh, in particular in the business world when you are in business uh, you 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 are impacting not only your local community but your global community yeah um but at the same time it's quite uh, difficult to be seen i mean it's a world where it goes a hundred miles an hour um no mercy um it doesn't wait for you and it is uh, our responsibility. We are talking about responsibility here. It is yeah. our responsibility to show up every single day, whether it's comfortable or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always talking about that a lot in, when I'm talking coaching stuff and posting stuff in my Facebook group. It's like, yeah. you know, on the days when you don't want to do it, you still got to do it. 
I saw I saw your post recently about uh, was there a run that you did with the. <laughs> um, I did not. I felt like I just. I think that was on Saturday. No, Sunday, and I did. Was on Sunday. Yeah, it was on yeah. Sunday. And it really <laughs> took every ounce of strength that I had to get out there and go for a run. And I really forced myself to do a really long run because I have this, and you've probably heard this before. It's like when you least want to do something, that's when you need to do it the most. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like mm-hmm. one of my sat lines that I use. And, and so I knew I'd just have to get out. All right, walk, walk in your talk right there. Well, you've got to, you've got to. So you've got to do it even when you don't want to do it. So it's about taking that ownership, isn't it? And responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's Simone Vincenzi. Did I say it right? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, maybe, I mean, the podcast is called It Starts With You, and you kind of touched on it a little bit there. The, the reason the podcast is called, is called that is because of my belief about us all taking responsibility mm-hmm. for who we are, what we have in our life, what we've managed to attract and become. And, and that can be quite uncomfortable for some people to sort of take on board, even myself in yeah. the past. Um, Because you think, well, you know, well, that that might be X, Y, Z's fault or this happened to me as a child or do you know what I mean? And you want to blame and complain about other people, but that's very disempowering. Um, And what I try and encourage people to do is to take the responsibility, to take ownership, understand that it starts with us, our attitude, our actions and our decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we can do that, then we empower ourselves and we put ourselves in control because when you think about it, if you, if you blame other people for your circumstances, then you, you're not in control. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of why I called the podcast It Starts With You. Ultimately, it's about mindset and personal development, which I know you're, you're big on and you, you do motivational speaking as well. Um, and if I say it starts with you, what does that kind of that line mean to you when I say that? Does it kind of conjure up similar things or, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that everything starts with us. Um, there are moments, as you mentioned, where it is easier yes. to, to accept it and other moments where it's easier to point the finger um, yeah. and blame others in any situation. I mean, um, yeah. but at the same time, it's great to have the awareness that no matter what life happens to give you a lesson uh, and happens because of you um what happens through you depending on how how we see it yeah. and um that's why i believe that it starts with you um i remember that when i wanted to start our business gtex uh, which uh, we are in our eighth year now oh, wow. of business brilliant i started when uh, we were 23 um oh, okay and, uh, and um you know, it. I remember having a lot of conversations with people that wanted to start a business mm. in, uh, whether in the coaching, personal development industry, but also other other industries. Yeah. And uh, it felt like they were always waiting for like the right time. Yeah. And even in the conversation that I had with them, say, but what are you going to do? Are you, you know, you are too young. You don't have enough experience. You never run a business before. You only worked in a restaurant in the catering industry. And I had a good career there, don't get me wrong. I, I was managing Michelin star restaurant since I was 19. Um, started working in a restaurant when I was 14. So you know, by the time I was uh, 22, I already had uh, an eight-year career. No, almost full-time. <laughs> wow. So um, I, I've learned a lot during that time. I was managing restaurants. I was in charge of teams, a really large, important restaurant because mm-hmm. I, I loved it. And 
but you know it's different when you're starting your own stuff absolutely <laughs> <laughs> it's different it's, it's scary uh there you don't have the security of uh, having a salary and but at the same time uh, it, i i knew that if i didn't start there it, like when is never going to be the right time. There is so always going. Understood that at a really young age. Then, really, compared to a lot of people, because you know. I guess uh, I know. I think that in this, uh, I had uh, this is one of my my strengths. Mm. I always had it. Uh, mm. I wouldn't wait for people to do things. I would do them. Yeah. And then other people will pay the consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, but actually, I had to learn to tone this side of myself down. Right. Okay. Uh, and I think that you know, in any personality, some people can hear, "Oh well, but you know, you're lucky. You have this in you. You're a go-getter." Yeah. Yeah. Remember, in everything, there is a yin and yang. Absolutely. If you have too much of this, then uh, you can just become a bulldozer yeah. and crush everything in front of you. So I actually needed people around me mm. that could tone down this side of myself or just give me another perspective. Yeah. While if someone now is naturally a bit more, you know, resistant of taking action or a bit more thinks things through a hundred times before doing something, yeah. then they might need around them someone who said, you know, it's all right, just get it done. <laughs> <laughs> I like myself. <laughs> so we will complement each other. That's the beauty of it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I think, you know, do you think, because obviously that I, it sounds like you were like that from very young age, which you just said you are. Did you, was that something you developed through circumstance or, you know, how did that develop in you? Or do you think it was just, I was just born like that? I I don't know. I think it's a mixture of both. Mm. I always had a very curious character. Yeah. Um, So I think that for me, the action taking is more around curiosity. I'm curious to learn something. I'm curious to do something. I'm curious to have a certain experience. Therefore, I put myself in that experience. And so that I, I, I had it from. Uh, you didn't like, have any of the fear base that like so many people, like, you know, obviously with, with myself, with coaching and stuff like that, a lot of people are just so fearful of that unknown of taking that risk. Do you know what I mean? It, it um, uh, it, it depends. It depends on the on the situation. Mm. It depends on the situation because there were situations where I wouldn't care less. Like yeah. I, I have a very high fear threshold, yeah. uh, which again can be a problem because then I I don't see the downside in things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I guess I had to develop that side when I was 14, but I think probably even before um, because of the situations that I had at home when my parents split, split up. Yeah. Um, my father used to drink and, uh, you know, I think I arrived to a point where I kind of made, I made the decision that I couldn't rely on anyone else. Right, okay. Which was a not a really good decision to make, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but it was a decision that got me through that particular moment in life yeah sure, sure. in fact growing older like older but growing up i had also to deal with that mm-hmm. because then i had a lot of trust issues sure. because now yeah. uh, then i i was like okay if it has to be it is up to me and that's it there yeah. is no one else yeah. um which that doesn't work when you're running a business <laughs> <laughs> at all in particular when you have a business partner doesn't work in relationships doesn't work in any other situation so 
um, it was a protection mechanism that I think increased that side of my character, if, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. It does make sense. Because I think I read somewhere um, that were you not homeless at one point? Was, was that? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Was that before? I'm assuming that's before all the GTEx and, and everything like that. Was that? I before? was at the very beginning. At the was very it? beginning. Yeah, because. It, uh, as I said, uh, uh, I can be very make some stupid decisions sometimes. And uh, one of the stupid decisions I made was to start my business without any savings or any form of income. Right. Okay. Um, I was <laughs> twenty two. <laughs> right. And uh, but I didn't even know how to sell. I didn't know about marketing. I just said I'm gonna be a coach. Okay. Th- at twenty two. That's it. That's all I said. So I quit my job and I said, okay, I'm gonna be a coach. Yeah. Um, yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> and, and so I was too proud to go back to my mom and ask her for money for rent uh, because she was in Italy. And, you know, I was here in London. I made it. To, like, I was very arrogant as well. Yeah. And uh, it was, uh, I basically decided to make myself homeless to keep working on the business, keep working on my studies. Right. Um, so it was a conscious decision. So in f- when I say I was homeless, I was homeless by choice because I could have always gone back in right. the catering industry. Sure. I knew that was I was almost my backup plan, but yeah. I didn't consider it. And I said I don't. I want to do everything, whatever it takes, to make this work. Yeah. And in a hindsight, it wasn't like I could have just uh, had a part-time job and get my rent cover and build my business on in yeah. that way but hey yo I'm, i made a decision and uh, i had a lot of interesting experiences and uh, it helped me grow it helped me grow Threw everything at it basically yeah you know what i've learned from that experience which i think is the thing that is is the sense that no matter what mm-hmm. i can just live you know a lot of fears are based on survival absolutely Absolutely. And so knowing that I can live with mm. five pound a week mm. and knowing that I can do that or, or I don't need to have a house, like a roof over my head to live, that takes away a lot of fears yeah. um, because uh, I know that no matter what, I'm going to be fine. Now, things are different now that I have a wife. <laughs> very different and now a responsibility so there is another level of fears coming in of but now if like if you know something happened wrong to the business we lose the house where are we going to stay now it's not me anymore and then i'm going to have kids so that's why i say the fears are always evolving but Mm. personally that's also why i can take a lot of risks because i just like i'm gonna be fine Mm. um you know, you've been sort of at that extreme end of it. You survived, you coped. and uh, Exactly. You obviously must have had a lot of faith, I guess, in, in, in your business idea and, and desire because I think you must have had that in order to just go, right, oh, I'm just going to give up my job, give up my apartment or wherever you I were. Did. You know, I did. Literally, you know, was that a massive desire, a massive vision? And it just, you were just like, I'm just going all in. I was, um, I had a lot of great people around me, always. Um, I'm very blessed, very, very blessed. Your vibe attracts your tribe, though. 
I'm, I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, that's that's true. I mean, it's true. But yeah, yeah. I, I feel I feel I feel blessed because um, the like I had a lot of great people supporting me uh, yeah. from a very young age because uh, don't know if it's because of my attitude as well. Yeah. But I always had mentors, and I remember when I not official mentors, but people that stepped in. Um, like as a father figure as well, where I didn't have a positive one. Um, and I remember even when coming here to the UK was actually the person that, uh, uh, was running the restaurant is the person that saw me in Italy and say, Hey, do you want to come and work for me in the restaurant? That then said, I think you're wasted here. You can do way more because of the person that you are. Yeah. And they introduced me to the world of personal development. Uh, you know, I wasn't, uh, I think I read five books because I had to before the age of 22. I mean, right. I didn't like studying. I was very curious, but only curious about the things that I was interested in. Yeah. And that doesn't work really well at school. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know from better experience as well. <clears throat> uh, and so when uh, um, this person is called Pietro Fracari, is a great man. One of the, like, you know, one of these people that you just want to be around with all the yeah. time, right. that they emanate such a light and the yeah. joy of life. Yeah. Uh, and he was a great inspiration. And when he started introducing me to the world of personal development, to some books, uh, and yeah. he started attend, say, going to there are the seminars you can attend, then... I felt I, it was the right thing for me. It's very difficult to explain, but mm. I, I don't know if you had it as well, where I felt this was the right place for me and yeah. that was the path for me. Um, and so then I decided, that's why I decided to make this decision and, and it was pretty drastic, but I knew that it was the right one. I, yeah. I don't know where, but I knew <laughs> it was the right one. What was the first early, you, you know, your first early exposure into personal development? What sort of books and um, was there speakers that you, you looked at or watched or what was it that sort of sparked you, you know, initially? Um, so it was, uh, if I can remember, um, I started, uh, it was actually because of depression. Uh, mm. I had a, like, I had a very light depression, I think when I was 21 mm. and I ended up going into counseling mm. um i um i don't really know how i ended up there but the, the counselor then told me to read certain books and okay. because i my english was very limited at the time because i yeah. just arrived to london then i started going and reading italian blogs and i remember one which is still running it's called puke poi it means okay. more than you can oh, okay um, and I started reading and I found it fascinating because I've always been interested in mind. I've always been interested in philosophy, how mm. like psychology. Yeah. These were the things that I was naturally interested in. Ah, in fact, okay. when I tried to go to uni, I did uh, philosophy for about six months. Yeah. Uh, and so it was very aligned with, with the studies that I had done and things I was interested in. And that's why I got into that world. And then, uh, uh, you know, you search stuff on YouTube, Tony Robbins pops yeah. up, Les Brown <laughs> pops up. And next thing I know, I'm uh, at uh, Tony, Unleash the Power Within and I'm signing oh, up with a coaching. Done that, <laughs> yeah. you? You've done all yeah, that. I, when I was 23, it was, it was brilliant. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, 23 or 24, yeah. Was it life-changing? Would you say that was pivotal? It was life-changing, Tony Roberts? Tony Roberts? It was. It was. Um, what it gave me is a, a sense of possibility. Mm. Um, okay. and, that, and that's what I needed at the moment. Probably yeah. if I go back again, I will get something different now. Yeah. Um, but what was life-changing for me was that sense of possibility of having a role model. Yeah. Um, and because that's what I, what I didn't, it's not what I didn't have is I, I'm always looking for another role model, mm. um, to someone to inspire me to be more yeah, or to give more, or to do more. And in that scenario, that gave me the sense of possibility and mm. as well, an incredible network because yeah. uh, the people that I met through that event, even like nine years ago, mm. um, no, was that seven years ago? seven eight years ago they are some still some of my best friends mm. and they're the people i'm doing business with now so actually my business partner uh, came from so it, it life-changing in many reasons yeah. yeah i think the people that you meet at those kind of events are, are you know become some of you you know i've got some good friends that i've met at events that i've attended in the last sort of 20 years and yeah there's you're on the same sort of page really you're looking for the same thing you're looking for that opportunity that possibility you know, to be uplifted, um, whatever you want to get from it. So you do meet some, you know, very like-minded people. So they are great for that, if nothing else. Um, mm -hmm. But I've never done any Robin stuff, but um, yeah. So what, <clears throat> obviously, so GTEx now is eight years old. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when you're talking there about possibilities and, and you going to Tony Robbins, that sort of, it, it, it made you think about, you know, all the possibilities and the opportunities. And I think in some ways that's what you got, what you're doing now, you're offering people and giving people hope and, and possibilities and knowing that they can be, do more and be more and become mm -hmm. more. Would that yeah, be fair yeah. to say? Is that sort of? It's true. It's true. Absolutely. Mm. It is something that uh, I strongly believe in. Yeah. Um, I started actually my first speaking gigs were in schools. Okay. Um, so passing, being, I, I do the best I can to mm. being a role model. That's uh, how I, I live my life. Yeah. So I can't, what bar can I set? Um, and it's more for myself because I'm very competitive. Okay. But um, I know that by setting the bar, other people will be inspired by it. Mm. Um, and uh, at the same time, it feels great. It just makes me really happy to see people's results and to support others. Mm. I think that um, is, is part of me. I just, I'm happy when other people are happy. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, yeah, I get uh, that totally. I mean, I'm the same with coaching clients. If they get a win, Oh, I'm just super. It just, that's my day. Like you made my yeah. day now. You're winning my day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, it's not about me. It's about them. And if they get a result or, you know, they get a new contract or whatever it is they're doing, or, you know, it's just, yeah, I totally get that 100%. It's just that feeling is just incredible to see other people win um, and get a result. It's just, just amazing. Cause you know how the struggles they've been through and, and what they've had to go through to get to it. And, um, yeah, I just love, I just absolutely love that. Sometimes I say to him, I said, I think I want it more for you than you want it for yourself. <laughs> so true. So true. Uh, and, and, you know, and 
and and for me it's like the money is like it's nice i do this uh, uh, for for the money because i'm running a business sure. um i think that uh, you know there is a lot of people back in this industry say no i'm not doing this for the money i'm mm. like well that's why you're not making any uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> because if you're running a business you are doing it also for the money of course but the problem is when you do it just for the money yeah and uh, uh, and that is the old, that's the end goal. Um, yeah. Because uh, I, I love, uh, like I play basketball. One of my biggest uh, influencer people that set the bar for me mm. in life is Kobe Bryant, which mm. died recently. Mm. Um, is the person who inspired me to play basketball when I was a kid. Mm. Um, and he's the person who, who set the bar completely compared to a lot of other sportsmen you know like yeah. he has five nba rings and an oscar i didn't know about oscar <laughs> he won an oscar because uh, when he retired from the nba he created a company a design company uh for oh, anim- okay for animation i never and knew one that. of the movies that have created won oscars for yeah. best design oh wow okay so um and uh, he said that the the end goal like what you fall in love with mm-hmm. is uh, the process if you fall yeah. in love with the process mm-hmm. then you're fine then you yeah. whatever like you don't even you don't even care about what will happen or not mm-hmm. it's just uh, that journey and and in fact i think i'm like my mindset is that it will all it will all, all that i want will happen i just don't know when yeah. And uh, I'm in love with the process. I'm in love with uh, the bad, the good days and the bad days. Yeah. That, and that, that's, and, and for me, that's the ultimate, uh, I think, for people. It's, you know, because we, you know, in the past, you know, before I was in sort of coaching and speaking and trying to become a speaker, as you know, um, it was just sort of, I didn't necessarily enjoy the process. It was about the money. Whereas now, I, I love coaching, speaking and mentoring and helping people. I, I just love it. And, you know, um, I get paid to be a coach, which is great. Um, but I'm enjoying that process. I, you know, like I had a client on Sunday night and I just spent three hours with them. It's supposed to be like an hour meeting, but it was just like, I was just, you know, and it was just so enjoyable. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, Monday I spent some time with people and it was just so enjoyable. And it just sometimes you think, oh, it doesn't really feel like work. And, and that's how it should be. You love it so much. It doesn't really feel like work. You're just doing that process and enjoying it. But you're obviously you're in business, so you have to get paid for it. But I think it took me a long time to get to that point of really understanding that, if I'm brutally honest. Um, but I think if you, I think you kind of sort of advocate for people trying to find, you know, what they're passionate about, what they're, you know, what they're, they're good at and, and bringing the best out of them you know, bringing the best out of that from them, if that makes sense. It, it, it makes sense. And I think as well, there is nothing wrong in doing stuff that you love for free. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, for the first three and a half years of the, not even GDEX, but from my coaching, I think probably even four years, mm-hmm. either I charge very little or I charge nothing. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I only had to learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing about a lot of people even either joining this industry or any other industry um, uh, is that they would expect uh, immediately like, uh, oh, I want to get 
I start my new business and it's something which is a completely different field from the one that I was working with before. Mm. And now I'm expecting someone to pay me a lot of money. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why should they pay you a lot of money? If, yeah. uh, if you're already at a background in a certain career and now you start your own business with the same thing, mm. now you leverage from the background. But if you're doing something completely new, it is important that you spend time learning, developing, yeah. growing, even proving to yourself that you can charge for it, that, you yeah. can, that, <laughs> you're, okay. that you're actually good at what you're doing, that you can get results for your clients. It's like yeah. this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, when I was first coaching, I didn't charge any money and then it was hardly any money. And then, but yeah, so I totally get that. I totally get that. A lot of us start in that way. And I didn't know when I think even it's wrong. And then you arrive to a point where you know yeah. your value. Yeah. Where you know what you're going to bring and it doesn't become a problem to say, oh, let's work together. It's 3000 pounds. Yeah. And the more you give and the more results you have, then it doesn't become a problem to say, now it's 10,000 pounds, yeah. now it's 20,000. Now I'm taking a percentage of your business if you want to work with me. I'm like, but it grows. Yeah. But I think a lot of, because I deal with a lot of small business owners and sort of solopreneurs and entrepreneurs. And, and I think uh, some do struggle with that. Even myself have struggled with that, you know, charging more. Um, and it comes from confidence uh, of your abilities mm -hmm. and in the value in what you're offering. Um, but I think that, you know, not naturally, but some people um, just, they just really just struggle with, you know, putting their prices up and, and char sure. you know, charging more money. Um, you know, I, I, I think I'm at a point of that with, with my coaching. I, I've, I had a client who wants to renew with me um, and I was, we were talking about prices and paying up front, being brutally honest. I was like, well, if you pay it all up front, you can get a discount. Otherwise, it's that. And she was like, well, I just think it's too cheap anyway. <laughs> it's like, okay, so that's me. I've got to think, well, am I worth more? That's about me owning my own shit and, you know, valuing what I do and being yeah. confident in my ability to deliver a product. Um, and, so and it, it, it is a, I think that the feeling never goes away. Yeah. Um, it evolves. Mm. It's almost like a, we have a bracket, so like an elastic band that expands. Yeah. Because, uh, like, can I go in as well, as well and charge more? Mm. Yes, I can. Um, why don't I do that? Well, because, uh, like, inside might not believe, okay, I can actually people would pay for it or charge more or maybe i'm just comfortable in the way i charge and say actually that's enough yeah um but then when we go back to the to the drawing board you know to i think we will we look at the charging um dilemma in two different angles one is the, the self-worth and the mindset yeah absolutely that we have right that's why the work that you do is really important because you know, if you believe more in yourself, then you charge more. Yeah, it's natural. And you just sit with that and you're good with that. And it's like, hey, you know. But then on the other side, you've got to have the results to back this up. Mm. Not only for yourself, but also for the client in front of you yeah. to see the returns that they're going to have. Mm. Um, and so is it, is there, there are multiple factors 
yeah. that contributes like there is the market are there going to be people in your area that are going to pay for it so then now we are going into the into the business side but if your self-worth that starts with the mindset and the self-worth absolutely yeah absolutely that's where it starts from it's all mindset but yeah totally and i know that's even for me you know that's something that i've got to work on personally a little bit more um yeah absolutely it's all the mindset stuff so um obviously gtex is like eight years old as they say you've helped a whole bunch of people um what what's because um like i said i think some people that listen to the podcast are sort of maybe like you know have a have a business and uh, uh on the side and uh, have got a job mm -hmm. but they're trying to create a business on the side and grow it now i know you didn't necessarily do that because you just just jump ship and just went all in <laughs> But I think I do speak to a lot of people that do are kind of got a little side hustle that they eventually want to become their main game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, what sort of would you say sort of are some of the the key uh, skills um, that they need to perhaps embrace in going forward and trying to to uh, you know have the life that they want and the business that they want. Um, if, if you want to start a business, two main skills. And mm. I was glad to a person uh, which was a very early mentor of mine, Patrick M. Powers. Mm. Um, and uh, he said, if you want to be in business, you got to learn two really important skills, marketing and sales. Okay. Yeah. Because marketing is the ability to generate clients. Sale is the ability to sell the mm. thing that you have. Yeah. And no matter where you are in business, no matter if naturally you're gifted at that or you're not, mm. if you want to have a business, you got to learn these two skills. Some people might be easier. Some people might be more difficult, but you can't have a business on your own if you don't know about marketing and sales. Yeah. And, and some people will say, well, but I can hire a team, a marketing team or a sales team. Yeah. But if you can direct them because you don't know what you're looking for, then now you are at the mercy of your team. Yeah. Which means the moment your team leaves, the moment a person leaves, the moment then your business falls apart. Yeah. So at least the basics of marketing and sales, they need to be like your main focus. If you're already good at it, if it's more natural, you're already at a sales job, great. If not, get a sales job to learn. Like there are some, one of the things I did to learn selling because I was, I was rubbish. <laughs> I, I was, oh, I was rubbish at selling. Um, <laughs> I, I was feeling very uncomfortable and I didn't know what to do. Um, I had a likable personality. Yeah. But that's it. Like closing a deal. Can do I would just be like a likable and that's it. Yeah. Um, and I remember I took the sales role that for six months and I lasted six months. I didn't want to do it anymore. I, I was done, mm. but it was a charity, uh, like selling charity subscriptions oh, door to door. Tough gig, tough gig. <laughs> I'm like, but in my mind, I said, if I can do this, I can sell anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I remember I joined this company and we were selling charities, uh, you know, like door after door, like yeah. slammed in your face, people swearing at you. And then along the way, you meet some nice people, have a conversation with you, but I will not sign up. Yeah. And our conversion there, that's also when you talk about volume, because yeah. uh, we had to knock uh, about 150 doors 
and look for on the top end three conversions. Wow. So three conversion over 150 doors knocked. Wow. Now, most of the time it will happen. You knock 150, you get one or zero. And uh, I even after the first two months, I got promoted team leader there because I, I was good with people. But I wasn't reaching my targets. Right. And they kept me there for six months, not because I was good at selling, mm. but because they could see how hard I was working. I was doing extra shifts. I was uh, staying longer hours. Um, and also, I was looking like I was always asking questions. So they kept me there for that reason. And I never in six months reached my weekly target. <laughs> So I reached my daily target a couple of times, but my yeah. weekly target never in six months. Yeah. Um, and in my mind, I had like, I already knew I was going to quit. So I already gave my notice, but that was my last week. Yeah. And I said, you know what? What I just want to do is to get my weekly target. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I want to leave and say I've done it. <laughs> so, um, uh, I had a good start of the week, uh, but then it slowed down during the midweek and then it was Friday. And I think it was the last like 20 minutes of the shift. And I was one short. Oh, I was one short. Knock a couple of doors. Nothing. Um, the shift finished. And then I, I see another door, like there is a light. I said, no, you know what, guys, like you wait here. I'm just going to knock that last door. I knocked that last door and uh, we were uh, working for um, Macmillan Cancer Support, um, which is inc incredible work. They have a brilliant reputation. So it will make our yeah. job really easy to talk to people. And uh, in that house, unfortunately, we met uh, two sisters that they lost their mom just a few months before. Yeah. Uh, because of cancer, but they had a Macmillan nurse in their house. Yeah. And they, they were talking about setting up charities, setting up donations and so on, but they haven't done it yet. And so I ended up actually having two subscriptions in that <laughs> particular door. And uh, not only reaching my target, but exceeding the target. Exceeding, so, there you go. But for, for once. And, and I guess, like, if you're looking at the lessons from this experience is that when you are in business, you know, you got to talk to a lot of people. You got to talk to a lot of people. If when people say, oh, I don't have enough clients, how many people did you pitch to this week? Uh, two or three. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I got to pay. I get to keep things going this way. I got to pitch to about a hundred people each week. Mm. Now you can see. So the volume part, it was really important. But also the other things that I've learned from this experience is that the moment where you know where you're there and it's almost like you're not getting it or things are not going the way you want, mm. it's just a matter of keep pushing. Yeah. Um, it's not pushing to the breaking point. I'm not advocating that. Mm. Uh, but what I'm saying is just like keep going the extra mile because yeah. you, you, you always get rewarded. You get rewarded in unexpected ways, but you always get rewarded to go the extra mile. It's that tenacity, isn't it? It's that, you know, that keeping going mentality, which I think I'm quite good at. It's probably one of my strengths mm -hmm. about just not giving up and just keeping going. And that comes down to mindset. And, you know, one of my uh, lines I always use is there's no business development without personal development. You know, there's no, you know, 
business growth, that personal growth, and that's about that mindset of keeping going and being tenacious. Um, and I think that, you know, that for me in business, that's super important and, and building up that resilience. Um, yeah, you absolutely need that as well. What's been the biggest challenges then? What, what's been one of your biggest challenges in these last eight years and how have you overcome it? Oh, where should I start? I mean, in the last eight years or 24 hours? Like. <laughs> Just one big one and how you've overcome it. Everyone says that. It's like, oh, where, do, where should I start? Yeah. Um, one big challenge. I think um, to in business, to uh, find our dynamic with, uh, with my business partner. Right. Um, it, it was tough. Yeah, it was tough. Um, we are very similar in terms of some, some like in terms of personality. Okay. And uh, we can be both very emotional and very impulsive. Okay. And uh, it was a challenge because there were a lot of times where we just couldn't see each other or like he was doing his own work. I was doing my own work. It was almost where like run into separate businesses. Right, okay. Um, but... Uh, we always had a thing of what no matter what we are going to figure out it's almost like being in a marriage Mm. that's what happens when you're in business in partnership in business the business partnership works if people are committed to it Mm. but committed beyond what feels logical or reasonable Right. It's almost like in a relationship, you will do whatever it takes to make it work. Mm-hmm. Of course, there is a point where you got to stop it. Yeah. Like if it becomes toxic, but yeah. but you don't stop at the first or second or third glitch. Like you give it, you give it everything you got, and then you yeah. can say, okay, I, I've done everything I could. And and that's what we did on from his side and from our side. There was always this commitment to no matter what figure things out and so even if it was the biggest one the biggest challenges in making it work it was also one of the most rewarding and parts because we know that we can handle a lot right uh, together so to me the to me the sort of partnership now than it was in the early days and perhaps it is but we are too emotional we are too like fiery emotional people so the italian as well or she no he's british he's british (laughs) but um, it could it could well be Italian actually. It could well be Italian. And You're so your passion. Uh, we like what we know is that it's not it's not gonna be smooth. Yeah. And we are okay with that. We're always going to have our fiery moments, but we also know that we can we can can't we can hundred percent rely on each other. Mm. So instead of looking at all the perfect relationships, we know that we're going to have things that we're going to argue with. Mm. But at the same time, we know that we're going to be there for each other and we're going to find a solution together. Sure, sure. That's great. Uh, do you think sort of over this eight-year period then, it, have you had to sort of work on maybe sort of your um, emotional regulation in terms of your partnership? Because I, I think something I talk about a lot is, you know, managing your emotions is super, super important in business and in life. If you can get a grip on your emotions and, you know, emotionally regulate yourself. So instead of reacting immediately to things, you know, responding a bit later on or or ruminating on it before you respond, I think is super, super important. Yeah. I've made, I can say I've made progress. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's what I can say. Way better than I was before. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of room to grow. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I talk like, about it a lot in coaching. I yeah. got to bite my tongue a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, just, I was talking to somebody just yesterday who's, who's a little bit fiery himself, I think, but he said, like, over the years in business, he's just learned that, you know, to regulate his emotions, to, you know, one of my friends always says, uh, respond don't react and I always just have that in my head respond don't react you know um, and he was this guy was saying and he's super successful um, and he was just saying over the years he's just learned that you know yeah. emotionally regulate himself and that you know that's all about personal development which obviously I'm, it is you know super important you know, uh, I know business a business is personal development it is like, Absolutely. probably business is like the biggest personal development course you will ever take <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's my angle that I go in with everybody. And that's why it starts with you, because it is you. Mm. The business is you. You have to develop. You have to grow. Yeah, yeah. Find new skills and new strategies and learn to be resourceful. If you can't, haven't got the skill, where are you going to get the skills from? And it's just about developing yourself. So, yeah, it is all personal development. Um, mm -hmm. Before, uh, we, we've talked loads, and I really appreciate your time. Uh, ah, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, Obviously, you've worked with some great people. Um, you know, did you set up an event with Gary V? Was that to get, get Gary V? Yeah, we had Gary V. Uh, so we were not the organizers, but we organized like the back end of the entire okay. event, the crew members, the organization of it. Um, so we uh, were involved in that part. Uh, we did the same thing, and also I emceed for Les Brown. Um, uh, we had like Dr. Johnny Martini. I spoke at an event with him. So the, yeah. I've been blessed to meet a lot of incredible people in, uh, the, speaking, in the speaking career I had. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I'm a big, big fan of Gary Vee. I, I hope to meet him one day. Share the stage with him would be super awesome. Um, I know, you know, you know, I let, know Les, who is... Uh, yeah. I think you were talking about somebody earlier on. You were talking about one of those people that sort of just... I don't know, they just transmit this just aura and this way about them. And for me, Les is one of those people... Yes company yes I, just, I only had i only spent like 10 minutes with him in a green room uh so i don't have i kind of say i know him and uh, so but i felt i can say i felt the same he's like that if you spend 10 minutes or an hour or two three four hours he's, he's the same as so, yeah. so but john Martini, i haven't um i haven't met and i haven't really read any of his stuff but i i hear great things about him solid did you, is he? Yeah, I really like it because he's very he's very balanced in his approach. Yeah, um, very very measured, very measured, very methodical, and that's why I like it because I'm I'm, I'm the opposite. So <laughs> it, it keeps me it keeps me in check, and uh, you know, even uh, one of the things that I always I will always remember from his trainings. It was actually an interview that I see on YouTube about him, and he said. Uh, um, never get too excited when you have a win and never get too disappointed when you have a big loss. Okay. Because it's easy to emotionally get excited when you have something that happens in the way you want. Mm. Uh, but that also creates an addiction to the dopamine rush that okay. of the success of the achievement. Mm. While when you're having a great achievement, remind yourself that it's a good moment but it's not going to last yeah and when you have a failure or feedback or learning point whatever you want to call it uh remind yourself that 
it is a moment that is not going to last. So no matter what you're going through, it's almost like being balanced and not chase one thing over the other because they are just, they are just two different experiences. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast yesterday. It was kind of talking along that similar vein. And do you, do you just quickly, I know we're nearly finished up, but do you think that, you know, people that really, when they achieve something and they really, really celebrate and they're like, absolutely, completely stoked, mm-hmm. get addicted to that kind of feeling, that rush. And therefore, um, they're almost likely to be the ones that sort of really can go the other yeah, dip. Way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's addictions. Yeah. Yeah. Now we are going rush, the that, like you said, that dopamine rush of like that. If you achieve something and you're literally like, you know, <clears throat> you know, when you hear somebody is completely elated that, you know, that they've achieved whatever it is they've achieved. Um, you know, when you, I think sometimes people chase that once you've had it once, I think a lot of people think happiness is that almost, and they're chasing that. Exactly. So moment is so short lived, but people chase that, wanting to have that feeling, you know, for longer and more of it. It is. It's not that one thing is going to change your entire life. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can have, like, life happens in the day to day in the activities. Yeah. Like, even if uh, you know, when I win an award or I speak to a big event. Mm. It's a great feeling. I absolutely love it and I'm happy and I'm proud. Mm. But at the same time, what makes that happen is uh, all the emails that I'm sending. They, sometimes they, like yesterday night, I was, I'm, I'm working on, on some stuff, on some project, and I have a lot of deadlines at the moment. Mm. I was up until 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, 4.30, to fit mm. to complete a part of work. Um, and so... But that's what a dream is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and for me, that's part of my dream. Uh, yeah. Not because I enjoy it, not because I, I love it, mm. but because I know it's a part of the process to make that moment on social media or that publication <laughs> or that, to, to make that. Mm. Uh, and um, so if, if people can have that attitude towards success, where they're looking more at being happy in what they're doing and being passionate about what they're doing and yeah. be willing to do things even that they don't enjoy doing mm. for the greater good and for the greater results. Mm. Then yeah. like you're already successful. You don't need anything else. Yeah. It's something I've been focusing on a lot more in recent years of, of you know, the, the happiness journey as it were, rather than pursuing happiness and chasing it all the time. It's about being happy whilst you're pursuing other things and goals and dreams so yeah uh, have you read the surrender experiment no i haven't no, oh I yeah i love it oh, i have to write that down. michael a singer okay. the surrender experiment um the story of this ceo that built this like 300 million plus company yeah but in a very interesting way like it talks about all the things that happened along the way and I would surrender to every single thing that was on his path. And uh, fascinating, fascinating change. Change the way I see, I see maybe, things. Maybe the listeners will check it out as well. So we always like a book recommendation. Maybe I should start doing that as one of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> book recommendations. 
Okay. Thank you, Simone. So, um, before we, I won't ask you any more questions, but I, I want to ask you a couple of cheeky questions. We just have a few little cheeky questions at the end. All right. I'd like to do just to end on a light-hearted note. Um, so, what four things uh, can you, can't you live without? You can't say water uh, or air because we all need that. Four things. Four things. Okay. Uh, well, my wife. Um, hummus. <laughs> Chocolate. Really? Yeah, well, I can, okay, let me, let me change chocolate for my, my MacBook and, uh, and basketball. Ah, uh, basketball, that's a good one. I knew that would be in there. Okay, uh, what four goals do you want to achieve by the end of this year? Four goals. Uh, um, so one is on a personal level is uh, to buy a house um because uh that's something i want to me and my wife doing um yeah. another one to uh play more than uh, 15 minutes a game on my basketball team okay because at the moment i play about like one minute or sometimes okay, 30 seconds you come on at the end right. yeah i'm the one that comes out at the end when we are either winning by 30 or losing by 30. <laughs> So just so I could don't mess things up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, um, well, we wanted to work uh, with uh, um, more than 500 people this year, like more than uh, getting more uh, an additional really 500 program, clients. You mean? Yeah. yeah, an additional 500 clients. Yeah. Uh, we're on track for that based on what we are, uh, the way we started, probably even exceeding it. And uh, uh, one more um yeah outsource more things in my team in particular probably like if i left to look at one uh, getting someone like good at digital marketing yeah. in the team to help me out on that side because at the moment i'm still doing a big part of that right. the part of the business outsourcing is the way to go yeah so well yeah it's always the way to go <laughs> one last one and how do you describe yourself in four words um uh, Competitive, ambitious, caring, and fun, if not uh, under pressure. <laughs> I think we're all like that. We're, we can all be fun when we're not stressed and under pressure. <laughs> and I'm under pressure, I can become a bit bossy. That's what I've been told. Well, I think, yeah, stress, stress can do funny things to our character, our yeah. personality, for sure. So thank you so much, Simone. I really appreciate your time uh, today. It's been really, it's been really fun getting to know a little bit more about you and your business. How, if people are interested in finding a bit more about GTEx and your business and um, what you do and how you help people, how can they find out about you? Yeah, uh, go on our website, which is www.gtex.org.uk. Mm -hmm. So www.gtex.org.uk. Yeah. Let me repeat it one more time, www.gtex.org.uk. Uh, you can uh, download, we have a lot of resources, uh, um, uh, like if you want to learn how to sell, you can uh, download the free sales training, or you can take as well a, a business assessment to see where you are in your business journey. If you're the hobby stage, expert, influencer, authority stage, and what specifically you need to do um, to go to the next phase of the journey and your priorities. So then you can find it on, on the, at the top of the page on our website. Brilliant. Cool.
That's super cool. Thank you so much once again. I really, really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I wish you well in all your endeavours. Big things coming up by the sounds of it for GTEx this year. There is. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You've been listening to It Starts With You. My name is Sam Adams. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about me, then you can visit my website, sam-adams.com, where you can find information about my coaching and my speaking. If you're interested in finding out more about the podcast and future guests, then please visit our Facebook page, It Starts With You, and also our Instagram page, It Starts With You Podcast. Thanks very much and have a great day.